0: This morning, we're gonna be in the book of John. We've been having this trek through the New Testament, looking at some encounters that people had with Jesus. And we are encountering him in a new way as we uh, make this process, as he lets this process unfold in our lives. We're not going in any particular order. We're not going in a chronic, there's no chronology to This approach, we're just listening to the Spirit of God as He leads us and uh, as He delivers to us what He wants us to hear and understand at this season in our life. How many understand that God is doing something fresh among us? Are you here? God is doing something fresh in our midst. He's doing something fresh in worship he's doing something fresh in, in with respect to the way that we are uh, unified together and that way the way that we work together and walk together he's doing something fresh in the way that we pray together and uh, we're asking you to participate in those things he's doing something fresh in the way that we relate to one another uh, and that's why we urge you to be in a group a small group Uh, In a connect group somewhere and to be in relationship with other people in a connect group or in a prayer group or in a Bible study group of one Sort or another just make sure that you are connecting to other believers in this house because God is doing a fresh work and We need to say yes So in light of all that this morning, I just want to take you to a passage in uh, John chapter 20 we're going to begin with verse 24 and we're going to talk about Uh, this passage, read through this passage, and as we read through it, I'm going to ask you again to kind of envision where you might fall in this passage as a person who's looking on into these events, as a person who's experiencing these events, as a person who is um, uh, connected to what is happening in the scripture. If you were standing in that day, in that time, in this story, where would you see, kind of just kind of see yourself in that story? So uh, John chapter 20 verse 24 Thomas was not with the disciples when Jesus came And the disciples told him we have seen the Lord This is after the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus And he begins to show himself to the disciples And one of the earlier times that he shows up Thomas just happens to not be there Do you see yourself, the guy who just happened to not be there the first time he showed up? Just think about it. Just think about it. So the disciple said, we've seen the Lord. And uh, he said, unless I see, unless I see the scars in his hand, and unless I put my finger into the print of the nails, unless I thrust my hand into his side, where the scripture says that his side was pierced with the spear, Thomas said, I'll not believe. Unless I see, I'll not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again together, and Thomas was with them. And Jesus came. The doors were shut, but he stood in the midst of them. And he said, peace to you. He said, peace to you because he scared the living daylights out of them. He just showed up, right? So he says, peace to you. And then he says to Thomas, Thomas, reach your fingers here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas said to him my Lord and my God Jesus said Thomas because you've seen me you've believed blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed and truly Jesus did many listen many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book But these, these that are written, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. I want to just ask the Lord, I don't always stop and pray right here, but I just want to ask the Lord for a special grace in this moment in the word. Father, I just ask you, I sense already And anointing over these words without ever discussing a bit of them would you bless our hearts to receive the word that is already blessed in our behalf we give you praise all right so uh, Thomas historically we've referred to him as doubting Thomas well um, yeah Jesus died he watched him die. He knew he was buried in a tomb. And Thomas's response to that was, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I want to help you with something, and I want to show you something from this particular passage of Scripture that that, uh, sometimes we're hard on Thomas, but I I often wonder if, if I were living in this circumstance and in this situation, if I wouldn't be the I'll believe it when I see it guy. I mean, after all, how many people had he in his lifetime seen raised from the dead? He probably saw that Lazarus had been raised from the dead. I'm sure perhaps he was around in that period of time and saw Lazarus raised from the dead and Jairus' daughter and and all, all of these things that had gone on. But however, it's one thing to raise someone from the dead. It's a whole other thing to raise yourself. So just maybe, even though he had heard the teaching, even though he had had the experience? How many things has God done in your life, but when you face a new challenge, by the time you get to that new challenge, you have kind of forgotten what happened behind you? Let me help you with something. Everyone, everyone deals with unbelief. And we see throughout Scripture when Jesus was with the disciples and they would experience unbelief, he would say to them, oh, you have little faith. Come on, you're with me. You're watching me. What is this thing of unbelief that's going on with you? You're standing with me. But do you notice that that's not what he said when he came into this room? First of all, I want to point out to you this fact. Thomas had said to the disciples unless I put my fingers in those scars and thrust my hand into that hole that's in his side I'm not gonna believe and then eight days later Jesus shows up again but he says Thomas get over here and touch my scars And I want you to know that he knows the thoughts of your heart. And he did not say to Thomas, oh, ye of little faith. Because he understood that the dynamics had changed. And when all of this happened in the life of Thomas, he wasn't standing right there working a miracle. So he didn't condemn Thomas for his struggle toward faith. He didn't condemn him for having a moment of unbelief. He didn't really correct him. Everyone deals with unbelief. Every one of us. Every one of us. so i'm not so sure that we should call this man doubting thomas as much as we should call him pragmatic thomas he was just a pragmatist he was a realist he just was like and there's been many times throughout my walk with jesus where god is trying to work faith in me particularly in the area of healing that God is trying to work a a new level of faith in me, Uh, particularly uh, in those times when I'm learning to trust the word of the Lord that I'm hearing, he's trying to work out faith in me. And there are these moments in those experiences that I just kind of approach that whole uh, situation with, I'll believe it when I see. So I don't want you to feel condemned that you've experienced some issues of faith because the bible says that faith is something that grows in us so if if you find yourself in life right now saying well i know that i know that that the Bible says that God wants to bless me. I know that the Word says that God wants to do great things in me. If, if you're facing a, a, a difficult report and you're and you're thinking, I know that the Bible says that He's my healer. I understand that, and that's good for someone else, but when it comes to me, I'll just kind of believe it when I see it. God did not... Rebuke unbelief Where a desire to believe existed There's a difference between I what Thomas said to him I believe Lord help my unbelief I Believe but I'm struggling with that belief Or I don't believe I just simply don't believe. And so in this passage, Jesus doesn't condemn him because he's struggling with belief. Jesus sees within his heart a desire to believe and a desire that faith would grow in greater measure in his life. And so Jesus says to him, uh, essentially, Thomas, you believe. Don't be unbelieving. Only believe. So Jesus says, don't be unbelieving, Thomas, just believe. And I believe that as God speaks to us a fresh word as a church, and he brings a fresh move into our house, and, and he does fresh things in us through his word, and through his relationship with us, and through our relationships with one another, as God does a fresh work in our midst, That all he's saying to us is don't be unbelieving, only believe. And don't feel like you have to believe at the same measure that someone else believes. Don't feel like you have to believe at some great uh, uh, level of faith that someone around you may have. Just take that example as an encouragement to move ahead in your your faith. The word of the Lord to you today is don't be unbelieving, just, just believe. I can do something with a little bit of belief. I can do something with a desire to believe. Don't be unbelieving, just believe. Isn't that precious? Interestingly enough in in the New Testament, this happened one other time in the life of someone who was trying to believe and I'm going to let you read this at home. I'm not going to get it out and read it today. It's a longer story. But Luke chapter 9, 14 through 27. There's a man who comes to Jesus because his child. Is throwing himself in the fire. Having a demonic experience. Where that the enemy is trying to kill this child. The enemy is trying to destroy a destiny. And this man comes to Jesus and his words to Jesus in this story are, if you will help me. How many of y'all have ever experienced something with your kids and you go before God and you're like, God, I don't know what to do with him, but if you will help me. You can raise your hand. That's all right. I see a couple of them. I don't know what to do, but if you will help me. And and this is the situation that this father found himself in. He's standing before Jesus and he says, I don't know what to do about this situation. And my child is going to die in a mess if if you will help me. Perhaps this could change. And Jesus response in that moment was, wait a minute, if. If I will help you. all things are possible if you only believe That's what Jesus says to the man and the man says I believe help my unbelief I wonder if Thomas wasn't standing there in that moment if Thomas didn't hear that man Say to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. And then he watched Jesus heal and deliver that child that Thomas in this moment says, well, if it worked for that guy, it'll work for me. Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief because he heard Jesus say to this man, if you believe, all things are possible. If you believe, nothing is impossible with God. Some of you are facing impossible situations and the Spirit of God is saying to you today, if you believe, nothing shall be impossible to you. If you believe, nothing is impossible with God. If you believe, just believe. Don't be unbelieving, just believe. Don't be unbelieving. Just believe. It is the Holy Spirit's job it is his assignment to help our unbelief. You see, the reason that the scripture says God became frustrated with the children of Israel as they trekked through the desert because he would do in their midst, and they would believe for a minute and they would rejoice. But the next time they faced a challenge they had forgotten the last challenge and they refused to believe He said the gospel was preached to them, but it was not mixed with faith in their life And so they walked in unbelief has the gospel been preached to you But it's not been mixed with faith in your life. And therefore you continue to struggle in unbelief There are places in my life where the gospel was not mixed with faith and it produced periods and experiences of unbelief. Do you believe? Has the gospel been preached to you, and are you mixing it with faith? He said to Thomas, not even a great deal of faith. Only believe. Only believe. So it is the Holy Spirit's job to take that little bit of desire to believe that is in you, And there are some people on the earth that they desire to believe, but they're afraid that that belief will require change. And what they desire to do is they desire to believe, but they don't desire to change. But faith changes as the Bible says that we go from grace to grace, faith to faith, and ultimately from glory to glory. The shine, the increased glow of his presence in our life from glory to glory. To go from glory to glory, you've got to go from faith to faith. And to go from faith to faith, we have to let the word that is being deposited in us change us. So Thomas said, Change me. I believe. Help my unbelief. So Jesus says to him, Thomas, you believe because you've seen. And I want to submit to you that there have been times that that has been taught as a correction that is this is not a correction to thomas it's information i'm going to show you why it's information to thomas not correction he said thomas you believe because you've seen that's what's produced your belief blessed are those he was really talking about us those who come after you who are going to believe not because they've seen But because the truth was preached to them or because they heard or because they were drawn by the not because they saw anything But they're gonna believe Even though they did not see So seeing belief produces faith Are you hearing me seeing belief Produces faith which ultimately brings blessing But non seeing belief Produces faith and blessing Just want to help you with that I want I don't want you I don't want you to look into a Story like this to look into an experience like this and let the enemy bring you some kind of condemnation Because there's a part of you that has needed to see Because I want to help you with something. There's a part of me that has needed to see I Want to tell a story here, but I'm not going to I'll just refer to it some of you know One time when I laid hands on a man who was not believing and he made it clear to me that he was not believing and His legs are all crooked and he was walking on crutches, this kind of crutches that wrap your arms. And when he left, I didn't believe, and he didn't believe. I thought he had a bad attitude, so I didn't believe. And he didn't believe, but he threw his crutches back over his shoulder and he walked out straight. Straight out that back door. Listen, Hebrews eleven six tells you without faith, it is impossible to please God. Sometimes we let that statement bring condemnation, and it should not bring condemnation because Jesus said to Thomas, who expressed a a, a desire to believe, just believe. I can do a lot with, I can do a lot with a little bit. So just believe. Without faith it's impossible to please God. But every one of you have received a measure of faith. And if you've said yes to Jesus and, and you've received salvation, that is, that is absolute truth and fact that you received a measure of faith. Because the first measure of faith is that of saving faith, where you just say yes to Jesus. That may be the only measure you have. But that faith will grow. Because Matthew 17, 20 and 21, Jesus said to them, If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to the mountains in your life, Be removed. And it'll be so. Explain in greater measure that that mustard seed is planted in the ground and. And if it's cultivated and watered and cared for, it'll grow into a great uh, bush or or tree that that the birds can actually come and land in and nest in. And if you will plant your seed of faith, it will grow in your life until it will become a place of nourishment. A place of rest. So he didn't get on to Thomas. We called him Doubting Thomas, he didn't. Theologians got it wrong. Did he have doubt? Yeah. Would I have? Yeah. Would you have? Probably so. Go back to the passage. I wanna just read the last Couple of verses to you. Jesus, verse 30 says, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples. You know why? Every single one of them needed to see. Thomas expressed, he was honest about. His own heart. I don't entirely believe. The rest of them had seen that Jesus was resurrected, but he was getting ready to say to them, I give you all authority, go. And he knew that they needed to see what that authority looked like. They needed to see what living like him in the earth actually looked like. So every one of them needed to see. Then Jesus said to the naysayers of his generation, if you're going to believe me at all, if you you don't believe my words, believe me based on what I've done in your midst. Believe me for the work's sake. Believe me for the signs that I've done among you. Believe me for the work that I've done among you. If you're not going to believe me for my words, believe me for the example that I've given you of the kingdom coming into the earth. Now, listen. So that the next time the enemy jumps up on your shoulder and whispers in your ear, "Eh, you don't believe enough to receive anything from God. How many have ever heard that? I mean, how many have ever. You've heard it. You've heard the enemy say, you don't believe enough to receive. Well, the very fact that he's saying that to you is he's afraid that you're going to receive. He knows you're about to receive. And he wants to discourage you from receiving. He wants you to abort your blessing. But this is what the apostle said. Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, too many to write down. But these are written that you will believe. These are written that you will believe. That you will believe that if he did it for Thomas, he'll do it for you. Just like Thomas believed if he did it for that guy that only believed a little bit, he'll do it for me. And it's time for you to believe if he'll do it, uh for those elders over there if he'll do it for that guy over there if he'll do it for for that person in my connect group if he'll if he'll do it for that person that that received their healing if he'll do it for that person that received their blessing if he'll do it for that person that received the answer to their prayer if he'll raise up their sick kid he'll raise up mine if he'll do it if he'll do it for them he'll he'll do it for me Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But in that passage, the scripture tells us only believe. All things are possible if you believe.